I'm Mari Campbell-Jack, and you are listening to True Crime Fiction, feeding your addiction for the best of the written and the spoken word in crime. The internet, like anything that is inanimate and unconscious, is neutral. The only way a thing can become either a force for good or bad is through the way that humans themselves choose to use and perceive it. The narrative that our technology has far outstripped our ability to use things for goods holds some water, but a quick look into the inventions of the past and we can see we have always feared the new. Shout out to those who thought early trains would go at such a high speed, 30 miles an hour, that women's wombs would fly out of their bodies. While the Luddite lament is remastered for each new technology, the ones that really bring fear and unrest are not those that help us travel or keep food fresh, but the way we consume and broadcast information. The invention of the Gutenberg Press in around 1440 set off a series of events in the West which saw great shifts in society, from the Bible being translated into common language, the introduction of Protestantism and the ensuing sectarian fallout which saw the deaths of many put to death for heresy or butchered in massacres. Later on across the British Isles, with cheaper printing presses and increased literacy, we see a plethora of religious and political sects operating with philosophies that were considered dangerous for the time, gaining more adherence and influence, partly due to pamphlet printing. We have at this time the English Civil War, the Bishops' War in Scotland, and also the Irish Rebellion and Irish Confederate Wars, which are all combined and called the Wars of the Three Kingdoms. In Men Who Hate Women, Laura Bates dives into the internet manosphere and looks at some of the online communities, which have a profound effect on real-life interactions between men and women, ranging from the irritating to the downright murderous, by way of pickup artists, incels, men's rights, and surprisingly, bodybuilding forums. While to many, Bates' book is unlikely to be classified as true crime, for me it definitely strays into the area of criminology, which is essentially just true crime, the super serious edit. It is a mistake to dismiss what Bates finds while investigating the darker corners of the web as a group of depressed bedroom dwellers, as the real-world consequences of these fragile men so poorly adapted to and prepared for the world around them as mass shootings, which started in 2000 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the latest having happened a few weeks ago in Plymouth, UK. While incels are definitely the group that has the highest body count, others should not be dismissed. Pickup artists quite blatantly teach vulnerable men and boys how to be a predator and assault women, an easy fix, rather than doing the hard work to create real connections founded on respect with others. How do we quantify the harm that comes from the harassments, the assaults and rape? While these crimes are definitely underreported, there's also the millions of women who curtail their leisure activities, friendships, relationships, and possibly work because of the fear of ending up yet again on the end of unwanted attention, when you can never tell who will be nice or nasty or just plain harassing upon rejection. 
Bates' book is part of a genre I've decided to name True Dystopia. So unrelenting and difficult to counter are the subcultures she maps. However, at the end of the book, we do gain some glimmers of hope as to how these insidious and dangerous ideas can be dealt with, and it will take a lot more energy and time than I suspect many realise. It is not the internet per se that has created these groups, but general culture. The internet just allowed communication between their individual members who have used that opportunity the way any living organism does, to grow to become stronger, to reproduce. Therefore, to counteract, we also have to grow and become stronger and better. Many of us, while not being part of these groups, have allowed ourselves to become complicit in preparing a fertile soil for them to be planted in through a general dismissiveness and selective blindness when it comes to the inequality experienced by women, which can be particularly focused on women of colour. Men Who Hate Women is an accessible and vitally important book in understanding and countering these cultures. But it is also imperative that it's not the last book, as we need to do more to understand how we encourage communication that sets up respectful dialogue and thoughtful discussion. And we can't do that inside the internet if we're not also doing it outside too. Perhaps one day the men's rights movement and its various fraternal subcultures will be a thing of the past, as vague in memory as the War of the Three Kingdoms. Until that happens, though, it is imperative to remember these virus-like ideologies are the basis for crime. They set up a framework which absolves its adherents, at least to themselves, of criminal behaviour. People have already died which makes this a most vitally alive, real and a true crime issue. You have been listening to True Crime Fiction, the podcast that is feeding your addiction to all things crime. You can find our website at true-crime-fiction.com, on Twitter at true underscore crime underscore fic, on Facebook and Instagram as True Crime Fiction. Please rate and review on the podcast app of your choice. Music is by Kitty Kitty Meow Meow.